everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Yak Shack Podcast. We're your hosts, Alan. And Jessica. We're going to be discussing some of your favorite topics. But mainly kayaking. A little bit of fishing. Plus, we're going to have a real good time. Let's get to it. And we're back with another episode of the Yak Shack Podcast. Heck yeah. In this episode, we're going to take it back a little bit. We've talked about our love of kayak fishing. We've talked about some tips and techniques, but let's bring it back and talk a little bit about how we got started, how we opened the Yak Shack, and maybe give you some new tips on how you could open your own business as well. Exactly. So we are a two-person, well, you know, three and four sometimes. We got some part-time workers here and there, but Mainly, it's us two. We we started a business, and we get questions all the time about how we started or why we got into this and why kayak fishing, why retail, why we are where we are. And so we kind of want to answer some of that and then, like Jessica said, give you some ideas if you ever wanted to start your own business or create a little side hustle, um, just change it up. Exactly. So to start off, you know, this was actually originally originally Alan's idea. Right. Uh, well, so Vaughn, Olivia, myself, you know, a decade ago, over friends a decade ago. Exactly. And lifelong friends um, just came up with a great name, the Yak Shack. Uh, we're thinking Shack with a K, you know, and I, I mean, so that's the first thing. Come up with a great name. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to come up with a good business, come up with a great name. We took it a step further immediately and locked down the .com. So I would say that's another good little tip. If you don't know how to register a .com or how to get a domain name so you could create a website in the future, places like GoDaddy. Bluehost. Bluehost, exactly. Great sites like that or domain sites where you go and actually buy the .com and register it so that way you can use it online in the future exactly even if you don't have a plan to do that business right away you've got you know this may be something that works for a few years even maybe a decade like alan's situation (laughs) yeah we sat on that forever and finally we're able to to use it yeah exactly exactly so after that was all done alan and i met in 2018 and he told me this idea that he had and it was an instant yes for me well that and we we have a lot of um skills that i think complement each other very well i i was a domain squatter quote unquote you know that just (laughs) would buy up these dot coms and sit on them and try to come up with a good idea and jessica can build websites and can actually use those (laughs) dot coms to actually mean something so if you type it in on your search browser you actually go to a a website, you know, I actually have a destination. Um, so that's another tip, trick, just a little thing to look into because you may be sitting on something very, very um, attractive from a web traffic standpoint because you have a great name and somebody might accidentally type that in all the time or they may look at that or search for that all the time. Um, so a good name can really go a long way. And going off of that, so we had the name, we had the website, 
in works, but we really didn't know where to start as far as kayak manufacturers or any of this. And so we just did what you hear a lot of entrepreneurs do is they just pick up the phone and start cold calling. Right. Calling different brands and doing, oh, research, right? Mm -hmm. Research all the time. Don't stop researching. You can't ever get too much information especially if you're trying to do something new or something that you feel like is a little different. Um, keep that in mind. You need to be passionate about what you're trying to start out. I do agree. Passion is definitely key. And in, in our case, you know, I took a, a hobby and I introduced you to that hobby. We get into this hobby together. We're very passionate about it. There's nowhere like for us to really go and get the things that we need from one place. So, we have a, a kayak pro shop retail store that we can satisfy all of those things with. So it was kind of a stem very, very out of necessity. Mm-hmm. And solving a problem it came in naturally. Our eyes. Exactly. So you're solving problems. You need to be creating value. But if you're, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, then you're kind of stuck in that. You know, I, I've been there in, in corporate America where you're, there's no satisfaction. You know, you're going to, work and you get paid but there's really no passion about it there's no there's no real drive or um you're kind of losing that that joy yeah and so find something that gives you joy find something that makes you happy and try to find a way to incorporate that into a profession i know that sounds easy that sounds very easy to do hey alan i love to play tennis i, I can't be a professional tennis player Right, you may not be able to be a professional tennis player, but you may be able to open up a tennis retail store. Exactly. Or be able to be a local pro or somebody uh, locally that has a place to go and practice or get the right gear or uh, run in the same circles with or put on lessons or have a camp, anything. Mm -hmm. So there's spitballing here, right? I mean, this is just us coming up with a completely random hobby and then – Boom, there are professions, there are industries where you could get in. You go work at Dick Sporting Goods in the tennis department. I don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of things. But it, it, there's just ways for you to really tap into your your hobbies and the stuff that you already do that make you happy, the stuff that you already do that really that you spend a lot of time with and a lot of money doing that you could be making money doing or generating that for other people. Yeah, and I think that when you have that passion, you have more drive. And that really puts you into a place where you want to learn more, research more, and really dive into that hobby or that passion even more. So it doesn't really feel like work. I mean, you probably are going to work more than you did from your 8 to 5. Exactly. But it's a different type of work. It's more meaningful. You hear all the cliches. You never go to work a day in your life if you're, you know, working for yourself or if you're doing something that you love. And I, that's so true. I, we're very lucky, you know, and I, I've, I always tell you this. I'm very proud of you and I'm very proud of the shack and we want it to succeed. So we're always trying to better ourselves and, you know, that comes with it as well. Don't get caught in a, a rut and always try to differentiate and stay innovative and different um, and new. But another thing is to the little nuance um, tax information or keeping up with all of your expenses throughout the entire process of opening your business. Those are key. You know, make sure you do those little things. Um, 
Alan always makes fun of me at this part because <laughs> I am more of the accounts receivable, if you will. And, or I know your account's receivable. I'm accounts payable. That's so right. <laughs> I'm like really OCD when it comes to managing like where expenses are coming from. And there's a lot of programs out there that could do this a lot easier, QuickBooks, right. but I just like to manually keep up with things, know where every dollar is coming in, every dollar is going out. And it really helps you in that critical time of the first two years when it's really hard to start a new business. Right. I mean, we are not even done with year two. And so, listen, we're no we're no professionals, but we, we want to do well. And we feel like the Yak Shack is, is a great, uh, you know, um, I, example of just a, a small a, – a very relevant small business that we're all, you know, kind of listening to about or talking about because we're involved in it or involved in this industry. But it's one thing to to get a good name and to file with the State Department of Labor, with the State Department of Finance and your Department of Treasury, right, and making sure that you have everything in line. What kind of business are you going to be? Are you going to be a sole proprietorship or a partnership, a, an LLC. And an accountant can help you with a lot of these questions to right. find a really good accountant from the beginning that can help you navigate some of these. I had a little bit more experience in this department before opening the Ag Shack with Alan just because I had a previous, still have a previous business right. that um, yes, I managed. Yeah, so I've already kind of knew the process of filing LLCs and taxes and all that good stuff, but... Uh, you know, have a good accountant that can help you answer those really tough questions and let you know what to expect. You know, there's a difference in taxes if you're a service business versus a retail business. Right. And I, I don't want that to be a barrier for someone. I don't want that to be something that holds you back or keeps you from trying because it can be confusing and it can be kind of cumbersome and you have to wait a little while. You have to get all these little papers and stuff sent in, everything filed properly. And it can kind of be intimidating, but don't let that, that, you know, keep you from doing something. Right. At the end of the day, you're going to get to do what you love and on your own schedule, which is always my favorite part. Yes. And so um, for those of you that want to do something just part time or uh, like a little side hustle, you know, this is this could be a way to do that. And just to tap into some extra time, extra income, you know, we could all use that. And so kind of going back to Alan and I cold calling manufacturers and learning like a lot about the products, that's really just what we did. We just kept going. And then we finally came across some manufacturers and a really good mentor too. I'd say that's another key thing. Hopefully we'll be able to get him on this podcast one day. Yeah. But um, we have found a really good mentor that helped us understand a little bit more about the process and brands that we were interested in and told us about a big conference that was really important for us getting off the ground. So once we found those manufacturers, we just simply asked if we could start online. We didn't have a storefront right. yet. Can we start online? So it, you don't have to start with a storefront. You don't have to start with any big, huge building or anything like that. You can easily start online and just get the word out before you really see if it's something that's viable for that market. Correct. And a lot of our listeners and family members, friends, they've been doing something for a very long time. And so even offering services around your professional career where you one off uh, freelance and do some consulting 
that might be something that you can do is, you know, do some stuff over the phone, get some remote work in, try to interact with, with people as a service uh, and at first only before you start offering goods or you're not trying to get into retail, right? But um, Jessica and I wrote our franchise disclosure documentation. You could franchise a Yak Shack. I mean, we're, I'm not saying that selfishly. I'm just trying to say that you don't have to franchise a McDonald's, you know, or a Chick-fil-A. There's there's franchises can be a way to get into owning your own business. Exactly. I love franchising. That was my background before I even uh, opened the shack with Alan. And so I, we already knew from the beginning that we always wanted to franchise this model and let other people have that opportunity to be their own boss as well. But, you know, it is a process, so it takes some time. And that was one of the first steps we had to do. It was, you know, a, a process that took a lot of hard work for us to get going and, and right in our first year of being open. But we knew that's where we wanted to head. And it is already helping to get a lot of people out there interested. Right. And hopefully we can get more yak shacks across the country so people can find kayaks a lot closer to them. Right. And we that's our goal, you know, is, is just to really – be able to provide more and have a better reach all the way across the country just to, you know, we've, we've done a, a decent job. You know, we trademarked the logo. We've got our name and our color scheme, all this stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's ours, which is a very important to us, but helping people get on fish and get out on the water and enjoy kayaking. That's what we're about. And that's mm-hmm. what we want to do. And so if, if another location or another yak shack, somebody franchises it out. Great. If that's the means and I, I can't wait. Yeah, that would be a and fun. It, franchising journey. really just takes the guesswork out of opening your own business. It's a lot of uncertainty when you first open. And so having that model that you could replicate really is a way for you to start off without really trying to figure it all out by yourself. You have some guidance. And I think that's probably one of the best parts of franchising because you're not going in in the dark, not knowing what to do your first year, and you have a big support system. Huge network of partners already at your fingertips. You learn from our mistakes or other franchisees' mistakes or franchisers' mistakes. Um, but you know, that, that's just an idea. And another thing, too, is just you know, really think about what you love and, and what your hobbies are and what you're, you're passionate about, what you can actually really focus on. Because if you're going to do that as a profession – it needs to be something that you want to learn and want to master over that profession and get better and better and better at. So that way you're just more valuable. Yeah, I agree. And kind of thinking, I thought this would be kind of fun to think about some of the silly mistakes that we made. (laughs) I can think of like a couple. So, you know, when we first opened and we got a bunch of kayaks in, they come in a bunch of plastic. And I was just like taking a box cutter and like a mad woman just like cutting them open. So excited to see them. And took that box cutter and went straight through a seat and cut it out. (laughs) Cut the seat up. And Uh Oh, no, you cut a bungee too. The first one was a bungee, then it was seats. I've done this twice, so I really didn't learn the first time, but learned the second time. Yeah, don't destroy your inventory, (laughs) right? When you get it, if you're going to open a business, that's not really going to help you churn um, too much revenue. But, yeah, that's a lot of fun little growing pains that we've had to learn. Um, You know, we had to get the dumpster emptied a couple times in a Mm -hmm. week just to fit all the plastic in. We We had no idea, you know how much trash you're really going to accumulate, how much space a 12-foot kayak really takes up. Um, But those are just little things that you can learn along the way. 
And just silly things. So when we opened, um, Sears was going out of business, and they had all of these racks, like clothing racks, that were on display. And so we just took our truck over to Sears, and they were selling them for like 20 bucks a rack. And we were like, yep, we'll take that rack and that table and this rack and that's what's in the egg shack right now. I mean, we just it's right, yeah, we yeah. found these things wholesale that helped us make it work. I mean, you don't have to have a lot of money. We didn't have a bank supporting us because a they didn't know what a kayak store was going to do. Yeah, it's kinda, it was kind of new weird. for them. And I agree with that. Find every avenue you can to save some money. Do everything yourself. Enjoy the build-out process. Find a great location. That We didn't even talk about that. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. You know, your location, location, location matters. And find a great spot. We're, we're in Pelham, Alabama. For those of you that don't know, Pelham is on the southwest side of Birmingham, right off of 65, 10 minutes outside of downtown Birmingham. Very easy to find. Um, there's a couple of exits along 65 that take you into Pelham. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we chose Pelham because of the access from all of the interstates around, very easy to find. Close to a lot of lakes, even two miles from our the state's largest state park. Exactly. Geographically, there's so many waterways that you can get to. Lay Lake, Logan Martin Lake, Oak Mountain State Park, the Cahaba River. Um, and then you're not far from Smith Lake. You're not far from some of these other big ones. But, yeah, so that was important to us. And then, you know, we're not in downtown Birmingham. The Rins is not outrageous. You know, mm-hmm. we can afford to be in Pelham. But uh, it's a destination purchase, and so a lot of the times when folks are looking for a kayak, either online or in person, you know, it's they're going to go wherever they need to. Now, so it doesn't have to be in downtown Mountain Brook. <laughs> you know, yeah. let's throw that out there. I'm sure people are, are aware. It's a pretty swanky. Yeah, don't city. get over your head and rent because that really cuts into your your overhead in general, and you want to be able to put more inventory into your business. So you really got to focus on a spot, especially if it's a destination purchase like this. Now, if you're like a clothing boutique, you may need to be in high traffic areas, but you still got to keep in mind your margins and your overhead. And so there's just a lot that goes into it. The location we're at now was actually our fourth or fifth spot we looked at. Mm -hmm. So we looked for a little while before we fell in love. But then when we saw our neighbors in our strip center, that made a huge difference too. There's a lot of foot traffic. Mm -hmm. There's a great mean three right next door to us that has a huge Sunday crowd. So (laughs) that forced us to be open on Sundays. But... It was, it's a great, you know, opportunity to be out in the community and be close to where there is activity. And you guys know us, right? You can call us. You can email us and message us. If you ever want to pick our brain about, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own business and this is what I want to do. And do you guys think it'd be a, a good idea? Or can you give me some advice on how to start this? Please hit us up. We'd love to, you know, give, give some advice if we can or provide some input here and there because we've we've done it. You know, we've We're had not to start. perfect, but we've definitely learned from a lot of mistakes. Sure. And we've known nothing but pandemic retail since day one, but we've we've somehow figured it out. And I think that moving forward, you know, we're gonna get better and better at this. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully the Act Shack's gonna continue to grow and the the family member, you know, the Act Shack family Friends, family, everybody, all our customers, you guys have been nothing but amazing from day one. So thank you. 
And I do think it, that is a huge part of your business. You have to remember who your customers are, and it's all about customer service. Oh, my gosh. I so. mean, Alan does this way better than I do, but he really, really, like, focuses on customer service. You're always worried about what people think when they come in and when they leave your store, and it's probably a lot to do with the passion, too. You don't want someone, you know, to come in and be disappointed because yeah. that's your passion, and you're hoping that they can find passion in it as well. You know, and, and along those lines is if you can't be a customer-facing person, that's not a problem. You know, hire a good team. Make sure that you work with professionals that are you know going to be just as passionate as you are, but maybe they complement your skill set a little differently. Maybe they are customer-facing and outgoing or, you know, responsive, and they want to be that for you. Let them. And if you want to focus somewhere else that you're – um, skills or your things that you're very, very good at are going to be better at, then please do that too. You know, don't let Jessica fool you. She loves hang, uh, hanging out in, on the showroom and working with everybody, and she's a, she's an excellent people person, so do not let her <laughs> lie to you there. But, no, I, I think you made a great point. You want to grow your reputation organically. You want your brand to really exceed customers' expectations, and I think that if you can be responsive throughout the process – and be supportive, and you're going to have a great business. Um, be available. Yeah. I mean, not you can use a chat bot to help you when you need to go to sleep, but <laughs> be available and be responsive as much as possible. Um, that is a little challenging sometimes when you're trying to, you know, the, the people say the work-life balance, but when you have this passion and you have this drive for what you built and the business that you want to see succeed – it's not as hard, it's not as difficult than say you were in a corporate sales role where you have customers contacting you on Christmas Day. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a little different, I feel like, because you're working towards that CEO's goal and that CEO's passion and maybe not so much your own passion and having it closer to home and being more about your own, like, desire and wants and and you have a different expectation for that and I feel that it it's just more joy whenever you have customers asking questions like we really really like when people ask us questions or look to us for advice yeah Yeah, you're not bugging me you're not bugging Jessica we love it and uh, come by you know and see us just hanging out in the store and, and BSing about fishing is one of my favorite things to do um, but I think another thing, you know, is is a good tip and trick is social media is a, a necessary evil, so to speak, in the business world. And Jessica does a much better job of, than I do about being on top of social media and making sure she's on top of social media trends or social media platforms. I would say if you come up with a good name and you got a great job, or I'm sorry, a, a good name for your business, then you need to lock down all of those social media handles and usernames ASAP. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, Facebook. That is Instagram. your business when your business is closed. Exactly. Your uh, website, same way. It's your business Twitter. whenever you're closed. So, you know, be available, uh, be searchable, be, be uh, something that people can find very easily either on social media or online. Um, and so those are just little things to kind of think about with your name. And uh, come up with a good username, you know, for all these different platforms. Hey, maybe, maybe blog, right? Write some blogs, 
do some entries. Hey, you could start a podcast. I was about to say we did the you blogging. We did the blogging part for a little bit, and then we decided we just talk a lot more than we write. So <laughs> we, that's where we went to the podcast. We have a YouTube channel, you know, and so all those different avenues are important. And the podcast, you know, we want to be informative. We want it to be helpful, and so I thought that you know if we could share a little bit about how we were able to have a podcast. You know, why do we even have a podcast? Is because it's. You know, it's about our industry and it's about our business. And so that could be something that you would want to do as well. Exactly. So, you know, we've we've said a lot here about, you know, how we got started briefly, but then, you know, a lot about how you can also get started. And hopefully we gave you the encouragement you maybe needed. And there's a lot of successful entrepreneurs out there that we look up to as well. I mean, my favorite is Sarah Blakely. Anybody that knows me knows I'm obsessed with Sarah Blakely. <laughs> um, she got started before she started the multi-billion dollar company Spanx. She just went door-to-door selling fax machines. She only had $5,000. And then she took that $5,000 and built her prototype. And then when she finally got into her first retail location, she actually begged her friends to buy it out, like buy all the stock that she had put into the retail store so that it looked like her product was selling. And she was just freaking out because she didn't know if it was going to sell. But then needless to say, it actually was a great product. And today is just booming. So I really love her story. So if you don't want to look up to us as your... Well, I don't know why you wouldn't. <laughs> advice. Um, you can look to other entrepreneurs that are out there that have done similar things. Yeah, so, you know, be thinking, what what is it that you're really passionate about or what is something that you do in your, in your um, spare time as a hobby that you think you may be able to spin into some sort of revenue-generating idea? Mm-hmm. And let us help. Uh, heck, I mean, we could come up with something with you. Uh, Jessica and I have been known to... Dabble in all kinds of things. (laughs) Always full of ideas. We never stop thinking. And so, you know, thank you guys very, very much. Um, If you'd like to reach out, please email us at podcast at theyakshack.com. And just remember, as you go into small businesses, keep in mind that that's their passion. And hopefully it will inspire you to open your own business as well. That's right. Yeah. If you ever need any encouragement, come by our store. (laughs) <laughs> Come by and see us, you know, anytime you're in the area, seriously. But, you know, call us, email us. You can text the office number if forced to our cell. Any advice, any input, any tips and tricks you guys got, uh, make sure you go out and uh, follow us and like the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. And thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Yak Shack Podcast. We look forward to visiting you guys again next week that's right yeah when we haven't convinced you that kayaking and fishing is the greatest sport of all time then you better keep listening this is gonna happen thank you guys bye y'all